Hello, and welcome to the Terralex Insights Podcast, where our goal is to present multicultural perspectives by leading professionals. These perspectives on contemporary issues help lawyers and business people work better together. I'm your host, Terry Pepper-Gavlik, Terralex's Chief Executive Officer, and today we're talking to Michelle Jackson, who serves as the Director of Pathways and Recruitment for a company that I admire greatly and have for quite a while now, the Diversity Lab. And in case any of our listeners are unfamiliar with Diversity Lab, I'm going to ask you to talk about it in a minute, but just in general, it's an incubator for innovative ideas and solutions that boost and bolster diversity and inclusion in law and um, doing some really cool things I can't wait for you to share. So welcome to the podcast, Michelle. Thank you, Terry. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, my pleasure. And um, M- Michelle and I have bonded while prepping for this podcast over our brand new Peloton treadmills. So uh, we were just uh, having a little moment talking about our new toys. <laughs> yes, I've become, I've been converted to the Peloton world. <laughs> there we go. It's like drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm definitely a groupie. So far, so good. Getting me up and about and and getting back into the exercise trend, which I had lost. <laughs> well, yeah, and there you go. There could be worse things we could be doing, right? That is true. <laughs> <laughs> so as I mentioned, I'm very excited for you to tell our listeners about Diversity Lab and all the amazing work coming out. And um, so tell us a little bit about the company and especially about your role in the company. Sure. So Diversity Lab was founded by Karen Ulrich Stacy. Someone else I fan fan over. <laughs> oh my gosh, she is amazing. So she had spent many years doing talent side work at law firms uh, and the beginning of Diversity Lab started with the on-ramp fellowship. Uh, during the time that she was working at various different law firms, the last one being Arlen and Porter, she had received resumes from women constantly who had taken time off and were just having trouble. And she would pass them along to you know, partners or hiring committees and whatever. And they would you know, get the hives about someone having stopped practice for a certain number of years and wanting to come back. So that led her to create the on-ramp fellowship, which was the beginning of Diversity Lab. So before there was a Diversity Lab company, there was the on-ramp fellowship, which brings back women into the legal profession who've had a hiatus of two or more years after practicing uh, three or more years. So uh, we have that program and it's still one of our cornerstone program. And I can talk a little bit about more in a minute, but that's how Diversity Lab started. So, you know, once that happened and, you know, the world is the way the world is, and there's a lot to do in our industry with regard to diversity, equity, inclusion. And so we've been incubating, as you said, many types of what we call interrupters, uh, things that interrupt the systemic bias uh, and discrimination and privilege that exist in our current version of our industry. You know, it's interesting because I remember um, many years ago when Karen won an InnovAction Award for the on-ramp program at the College of Law Practice Management, that was my first exposure. And I remember thinking, how amazing is this person? And just to see what you all have built is fantastic. In fact, I was when I was prepping for this discussion, I was trying to think what your company meetings must be like. They must be really energetic and, and lively and full of good ideas, I would imagine. Oh, we have the best time. And now it's funny you should ask that because I've been thinking about that over these last several days when I've been reading about going back to work after the pandemic and firm leaders talking about culture and what it requires to build culture. And I was thinking diversity lab is hundred percent remote. We're all over the country. And yet I can feel our culture palpably. You know, I know what it Amazing. is. 
you know, I know what it is. I mean, we, we have fun, we laugh. Well, it's all women. So that, uh, you know, helps maybe <laughs> a bit uh, with, you know, a little bit of camaraderie, but you know, we talk, we laugh, we send emails with, with gifts and, you know, funny emojis. And so we're, you know, we're very open in that way. Nothing super formal. And just in, in a more serious note, though, the idea sharing, the collaboration, the behavioral science aspect that Karen brings, we have behavioral scientists, PhDs on our staff. Like, you know, when we talk about things we measure and can see and see change and see how it's being affected, we have, you know, PhDs on our staff who do wow. just who look at this, you know, look at what we do, look at the results, look at the surveys, look at the, you know, measures that we use for Mansfield rules and some of our other programs and really analyze them on a high level behavioral science level, way over my head. But that's the way we approach things. So yes, our yeah, that's our great. Well, tell us about your role and specifically what you're working on. Sure. So my background, I came to Diversity Lab a little bit over a year ago. Um, and my background after practicing law was at uh, doing career services uh, in, at law schools. And so I'm a career counselor at heart, I guess. And so one of the, my role, my title, and it's funny, we laugh about titles at our company all the time because we all have these fun titles and sometimes we don't even remember our own titles. <laughs> my title is Director of Pathway Recruitment Innovation. And so I am the recruiting side uh, of Diversity Lab. So anything we have to do with bringing people in, whether it's you know the women, I'm you know, one of the leads on the on-ramp fellowship. I work on our student-facing program that we have, a Pipeline Collective, which is a, a summer internship for first-year students. I'm also working on some other projects that we're implementing on the recruitment side. So, you know, I help to develop those programs and run the programs that are focused on bringing people into the profession. We work with uh, um, law firms and legal departments to do inclusive job postings based on behavioral science that talks about the language that attracts certain types of people to a job posting and that language that doesn't, <laughs> that repels them from a job posting. So I work on that as well. So things that are involving bringing people in are my focus. Fabulous. Well, let's dig into a little bit deeper into some of these programs that you mentioned. Um, particularly, I was interested to hear a little bit about um, the Pipeline Collective, which helps these underrepresented law students. Tell us how that works. Sure. So it's it's been great. So it's a relatively new program. So our pilot year was 2020. Now, as you can imagine, summer 2020 mm -hmm. to do a pilot about internships didn't quite go as it was planned. And so we ended up having only two students uh, that summer who had some type of internship experience through the Pipeline Collective. As you, as you all know, most of the summer programs were canceled 2020. Uh, so we did some other things with the students. We actually had a summer program that we ran every week uh, that brought in a different industry to talk mm -hmm. to students about what that industry does. We had a panel of attorneys and then the students would go into breakout discussion rooms with the attorneys to ask you know, more intimate sets of questions. So we did the finance industry, tech sector, uh, sports entertainment, you know, all kinds of different industries over the course of the summer to give them some, something that they could have knowledge, something they could put on their resumes perhaps going into the next year. So that's how we spent that summer. So last summer, that was the real pipeline collective pilot, I like to call it. <laughs> and we had 20 student interns 
and what happens in Pipeline Collective is that law firms and legal departments partner together That's to great. bring in students. So the student spends the majority of the time at the law firm, whatever it is, seven, eight weeks, depending on the program, and two or three weeks at the legal department. And the firm and the legal department work together the entire time from application through interview through offer through the summer they are collaborating the entire time with us to choose their students and you know get their students through the program you know it's been really great and i'm happy to say that all 19 of those students this past summer received offers to come back wow one of them even received a permanent offer from the firm it's amazing he, so he must be a real superstar uh, <laughs> so our first year uh was 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 wonderful it was you know 19 students we want to make it bigger we're in the process right now of, of signing up firms and legal departments so if anyone's interested reach out um and we could talk about that but it's just been, it's a really wonderful program and we keep in touch with the students to see how they're doing and the response from the students who went through the program this past summer, we had one young man email and he was just, he said, I, I wasn't sure what an impact it was until I got back to school and started talking to some of my classmates about what they did over the summer. And then he realized what the opportunity was that he had over the summer. Wow. So that, you know, that those kind of things, you know, warm your heart. Like, yeah, you absolutely. You know, that's why you do this work. And so he was so gracious to, you know, actually reach out. As soon as you know, they don't always tell you, right? They don't always, you know, are not forthcoming with praise. And so we were really excited that he was so impacted that he felt the need to reach out. That's amazing. And, you know, it's interesting that, the, uh, of course, there's the obvious benefits for the students, but my head's exploding thinking about the benefits between the firm and the client relationship as well to partner on something like this. It's amazing. That's a fantastic endeavor. Exactly. And, 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 and we really let the firms know like when the legal departments are choosing firms or inviting, they're inviting each other to participate with each other. You know, I tell them, look, if it's a, if it's a client on the firm side, if it's a client that you want to build a better relationship with, what better way to do it? Or if it's a client that you don't have a real relationship and you want to kind of bring them into the fold, it's a really great way to do it with everyone, you know, good hearts, you know, filled with good intentions. And let's build this relationship between the firm and the legal department. So normally I'd wait till the end to ask you to tell people how to reach you. But I think at this point, how would people, how would a law firm or a law department, which are our main listening audience, how could they apply to be in the program or a law student for that matter? Yeah, the law student applications will open in December, uh, around December 1st, you know, the first couple of weeks of December. We haven't set the exact date, uh, but no later than December 13th. But for uh, law firms and legal departments, please reach out to me, Michelle at diversitylab.com. Michelle with two L's. Uh, it's, it's really easy to get in touch with me. Look at our website, Diversity Lab, but Michelle at diversitylab.com. And I'm happy to tell you more about the Pipeline Collective. I can't imagine a law firm that wouldn't want to do that. And hopefully they will. I think it's a fantastic endeavor. Let's switch gears a little bit and talk a little bit about the on-ramp program, which is a program that I've always admired, having come up as a working mom several decades ago when things were very unprogressive. Tell us a little bit about that program and what it entails. Sure. The on-ramp fellowship 
is meant to bring back what we call legal returners. Mostly they have been women, although men are welcome to apply to on-ramp, but it's for legal returners. So how we define that is that if you, after law school, you practice law at least three years. And for our program, we want that practice to be in a mid to large size organization, just because that's our on-ramp clients and that's who we deal with. You know, our company primarily does kind of big law, big corp type things. So, you know, we ask that that three years of experience be in a mid to large organization and you've had a hiatus from that practice of at least two years. And I will say that our average hiatus for the people who have been placed as fellows in our program is 9.6 years. Wow. So, right. So it is, yeah, women who have taken some time. Um, and it's funny because, you know, people say, oh, I've taken a break. Like, no, it's not a break. Raising kids is not a break. Caring for <laughs> it's elder, a different job. <laughs> right? Elder care is not a break, right? Taking care of your own health is not a break. And those are some of the reasons that women have taken hiatuses. We've also had, and as you can imagine, those are the most common reasons, right? Childcare and family circumstance, you know, the, maybe the spouse, you know, had to move to a new job in a new city and, you know, they went and didn't have the same opportunity to practice. But sometimes some of our fellows have had totally different careers. We had one woman who, she wasn't a fellow, but she applied recently. She left to go be a concert pianist. Oh, wow. and, And this woman was amazing. She went to top name law school, top name practice law firm, Uh, But she left to go. This was one of her passions. She was apparently really good at it. (laughs) And she went and got, you know, her um, Juilliard uh, master's in, you know, concert piano. uh, And she did that for a few years. And so then she was coming back. So all kinds of stories. Uh, There's one woman who left to be a a professional poker player. Oh, my goodness. uh, (laughs) Right. Uh, So, yeah. So women, uh, mostly women, like I said, um, who have uh, left and decide to come back. And, and the, pro, the program does is it's a one year fellowship. So we work with the candidates and we have a really elaborate screening process. We, they do personality assessments. They do a writing assessment. They do behavioral interviews with us. They do, you know, we talk to them extensively about why they want to come back. Why now? What are they doing? What are their plans? And so we really get them ready. So when we go to the law firms, we have a package for them, right? This is this person. This is where they've been. This is where they want to go. And this is their experience. They're incredibly talented. You know, they went to this law school. They've done all these different types of things. Sometimes the fellows are able to go directly into the same practice area that they were in before. But as you can imagine, if our average is close to 10 years, right? A lot of practice areas didn't even exist. That's right. <laughs> you know, so if we get a law firm or a, that's, or a legal department that's looking for someone to do data privacy or cybersecurity, you know, those practices didn't exist when some of these, you know, candidates left practice. And so we work with them to, you know, kind of see about retooling to those practice areas and working with them to pull out their experience to see, you know, what can we highlight for you as we present you to this employer uh, for the fellowship. And so we work with them a lot on that. And we... The fellowship uh, jobs are the jobs that either they're laterally hiring for now, or sometimes there's a specific job that they want to hold for an on-ramp fellow, just depending on the employer. But so that's kind of the basics. But on-ramp 200 uh, is our initiative, and Karen is the goal setter extraordinaire. <laughs> <laughs> so she, we set a goal that we would bring back 200 women uh, back into the legal profession by 2025. 
That's amazing. That's our current goal. Um, And so just to give you a little perspective, OnRamp started in 2014. So we placed 95 fellows since 2014. So we want to double the amount in half the time because that's how Karen rolls. (laughs) I bet you'll do it too. (laughs) So right now we've been doing this push. We've had a candidate. Uh, sessions. We've had employer sessions, uh, employers who want to know and join. And so if you want to learn more about that, let me know again, just reach out and I will get you. I'm not, I'm more the, as you, as I've said before, I'm the candidate side person, but I will connect you with our employer folks who can uh, give you more detail about that. Fantastic. And so, I mean, these are amazing initiatives. They definitely are doing what I'm about to ask about next. They're definitely moving the needle as well, yeah. but move the needle is another program of Diversity Lab, and it's one that um, we're very proud at Terralex that two of our members, our founding members of Move the Needle, both Nixon Peabody, sorry, and Stoll Reeves, um, we're really proud of their leadership role. Can you tell us a little bit about what the Move the Needle program is? Absolutely. So the Move the Needle Fund uh, is a program for the four founding law firms. They are, as you mentioned, Nixon Peabody, Stoll Reeves, Oric, and Evershed Sutherland. And so those four firms have committed by 2025 to meet certain goals. And they are public goals. If you go to our website, MTN Fund 2025, you will see their goals. Uh, most of them are around retention or changing the you know, percentage of women and underrepresented uh, lawyers in their ranks, uh, how they recruit, you know, how they advance, how they hire. So they are committed to doing things to help move the needle in their goals that they have you know, publicly made uh, available. So what we do is we work with them to pilot different interrupters. So actually Pipeline Collective is a move the needle project, okay. although you know, non-move the needle firms, move the needle, you know, kind of funds it, you know, so uh, other law firms that, that join don't have to, to pay. Uh, legal departments pay a small amount to participate in that. But but it's not, uh, it's, a move the, it's a move the needle project. So it's, it's kind of a subsidiary of the move the needle fund. But the work we do with the law firms at, in move the needle, we have uh, different projects that we work with them and we develop and we pilot. So for example, uh, this is like a hint, uh, one of them, uh, you've heard of the Mansfield rule. It's one of our most public. Which programs. many of our members actually are certified now in the Mansfield rule. Right. Another thing we're really proud about. Yes, and then we've launched Mansfield Rule for Legal Departments, we've launched Mansfield Midsize, but one of the things we're piloting with the Move the Needle firms is Mansfield Rule for Workflow. And we are, you know, they are using some of the Mansfield principles to, dis- to you know, develop how they assign work. And fabulous. how fine and the credit and you know, all those things that we talk about when making sure we're able to move the needle. So that's one of them. We have educational interrupters. We have uh, something we call the AV club. And in the AV club, we uh, curate uh, TED Talks, podcasts, and on certain topics. And we share those with the firms that are doing the AV club. And we come together monthly and talk about these materials. It's not a training, you know, it's not, you know, teaching you about unconscious bias, but you're going to listen to and watch these materials about unconscious bias. And then we're going to come together in a large group to discuss, break into small groups, and then come back together and share. And because the research shows the more you have conversations like that, 
the better you get at having conversations like exactly. that. And it's in your mind, it comes in your heart and affects your behavior. So those are just some, we, we pilot, I, I can't even tell you, it's probably at least 15 interrupters uh, wow. that, that we work on with the firms that we, and, and, and like I said, they're pilots because we're trying to figure out ways that we can move the needle. So it's exciting work. Uh, we do a lot of fun stuff with them. Your passion's contagious. Well, and if these kinds of things don't move the needle, nothing ever will. So I have great feelings for the work that the Diversity Lab is doing. It's it's such an, uh, a service to our industry. So that's fantastic. Thank you. Yes, we are, we are excited about it every day. Great. Any other um, little uh, hints or things coming up that you want to share? Any other programs that we that I didn't ask you about that might be of interest to our audience? Well, I think the one that's been in the news a lot these past couple of months is the inclusion blueprint and the concept of doing something hard. And so, you know, that one we're very proud of as well. We're calling on the law firms to do something hard, give credit, billable credit for those doing diversity work, tie partner compensation to diversity and inclusion results in your practice groups. You know, we're asking you to really dig deep to do something that's hard, that's going to have an effect. Because as we all know, we've been having these same conversations and, you know, I've been out of law school a long time too. And, you know, these were the same conversations we were having, um, you know, back in the nineties, you know, and so, you know, what do we need to do? And so it has to come from within, it has to come from leadership. And so the inclusion blueprint is built on behavioral science. <laughs> it's built on, you know, measurable goals and measurable activities. And we're asking the firms to just do something hard. And, you know, it's, it's, we've gotten a lot of interest in it. A lot of people have signed on. We're really excited about it. So that's one of our more recent programs. So we're, you know, really, really thrilled that we're able to, you know, help move the needle by pushing, kind of push a little bit. Exactly. Uh, so that's what we've been doing. Yeah, and it's interesting um, because whenever I need to think about within Terralex, we're very committed to DEI and diversity, inclusion, and equity, and and we have various initiatives. But whenever I need to think differently, I always stop first at the Diversity Lab website. There's so much in there, a lot of resources, a lot of idea triggers. So tell our, our listeners again where they can go to find to access all of that. Sure. Our website is diversitylab.com and you will find there, you will find links to all these other programs if you want to read more about them. So, you know, go into who we are. You can meet our team and what we do. Uh, you can uh, look there and see where these programs live. And again, if you have any questions, you know, please reach out to me, Michelle at diversitylab.com. Happy to ask your questions if they're within my programs, but certainly to connect you with my colleagues who do the hard work on some of our other programs. That's fabulous. Well, and to our listeners, we would just encourage everyone to think about, you know, how can you yourselves move the needle and what are some of these hard things you can do? I know um, you mentioned, you know, some firms giving billable hour credit for DEI work. And I know Nixon Peabody did that recently. I've had the chance to talk to some people in the client community about that. And that is very, very important and impressive to clients. So um, there's altruistic reasons for doing it, but there's also some real good business case behind it as well. So um, we appreciate all the work that you're doing and that Diversity Lab and Karen and everybody is doing and even our members that are partnered with you. And we thank you so much for joining us today on Terralex Insights. Absolutely my pleasure.